Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, here we are once again, Lord God. First and foremost, Lord God, we give you thanks, God. Lord God, we thank you, oh God, for allowing us, Lord God, to rise on this morning, Lord God, with the use and the activities of our limbs. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for being in our right minds, God, and yet having a desire, Lord God, to serve the true and living God. Father, we are so grateful, God, as we stand today, God, we're grateful, Lord God, that you chose us, Lord God. We're grateful, Lord God, that you, oh God, had a plan for us, oh God, yes. even before the foundations of this world, Lord God, that you knew us, Lord God, before we were even formed in our mother's womb. Father, we're grateful tonight, God, that you set us up, oh God, for such a time as this. Father, we come tonight, Lord God, humbly and submissively, Lord God, thanking you, Lord God, for all things, God. God, we thank you, oh God, for our homes, oh God, we thank you for our children, oh God, we thank you, oh God, even for the doors of the church being open, Lord God, because I remember on last year, God, we were celebrating, oh God, in our homes, God, we were gathering in a different way, God, but on tonight, Lord God, on this good Friday evening, Father, we are in the house of the Lord, God, and I'm grateful, Lord God, that the doors of the church are open, Lord God, I was glad when they said unto me, God, Lord God, let them arrive safely, Lord God, open up traffic, 
Lord God, that they would make, oh God, make it to the house of the Lord, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I can lift up our leader. Yes. On tonight, Lord God, Bishop Curtis, Bernard Sexton, Lord God, we thank you. Oh God, for your man servant, oh God, we thank you. Oh God, for our bishop, our pastor, Lord God, for our father in the gospel, oh God, we thank you. Lord God, for keeping him, oh God, for blood covering him, oh God, for strengthening him, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus, oh God, we thank you, Lord God, in the season, oh God, when so many, my God, leaders are taking rest, God. You have allowed ours to remain, God. We thank you, O oh God, for even enlarging his territory, Lord God, in this season, Lord God. Bless those, O oh God, that will lift up his arms, O oh God, that will be a help to the ministry, Lord God, and not an ignorance, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, O oh God, we lift up his wife, O oh God, our elect lady evangelist, Denise Sexton, Lord God, let's cover her and keep her, Lord God, strengthen her, God, even as she works, Lord God. Give her travel and mercies, O oh God, over the highway. And the byways, oh God, even as she drives the subway, Lord God, bless cover her, Lord God, wherever she goes, Lord God, put a shield up, oh God, a protection, Lord, around her, don't let any hurt on the danger, Lord God, come upon her, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, Jesus, oh God, because we know, Lord God, that your word is true, oh God, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word shall remain, oh God, sing your word tonight, Lord God, hallelujah. Open, oh God, for your word tonight, Lord God. Stir up the gifts, God, that you placed inside of your people, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Lord God, we pray tonight, Lord God, that the anointing, oh God, would be so heavy in this house, Lord God, that people won't even be able to stand, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, oh God.
Hallelujah, oh God, that we won't return to those same ways, Lord God. When we leave these doors, oh God, let us leave, oh God, change, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus, oh God. Let us leave revived, oh God, regenerated, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Now let us take, God, the Bible back to our home, oh God. Hallelujah, to our unsaved loved ones, oh God. To our children, oh God. To our spouses, oh God. To our parents, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus, oh God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you tonight, God. God, we just praise your holy name, God. There is none like you, Lord God, in all of the earth, Lord God. I magnify you, Lord God. Hallelujah, I lift you up, Lord God. I Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? 
or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of the Mexican that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory, the Lord of hosts? He is the King of glory. Amen. May God add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. That was the 24th Psalm in its entirety. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, won't you clap your hands all over the sanctuary? Come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. We praise the name Jesus. Hallelujah.
worship you and go more in depth with you because of the sacrifice, Lord, that you made for us. In your mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen. Tonight, I am tasked with the first saying, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. It's taken from Luke 23:34. And it says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then they rent his garments, tore it into pieces. And the question is asked almost every time the story is told. How could Jesus ask his father to forgive those that spat on him, that hurled insults at him, and were in the process of crucifying him? And tonight I want to tell you the answer that I came up with to this question is love. It was love that took Jesus to the cross. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his own son. And we understand that based on Romans 8.38 that nothing can separate us from that love of Jesus. Not even if we blaspheme against him and constantly place him back on the cross that he bore over 2,000 years ago based on our actions today and definitely not the actions of those that partook in his resurrection and his crucifixion 2,000 years ago. Jesus understood that his purpose was to come and suffer for man's sake. It did not matter at all if humanity would accept or embrace this sacrifice or believe in him as a result of the way he made his entrance. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 4, 8 that above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins, which Christ demonstrated. There was, There is no conditions or there are no conditions when it comes to love and how we must love someone. He explains this in the conversation that he was having with Peter in Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus answered and said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. If you notice that the conversation never highlighted the types of sin, but that forgiveness must be given in spite of how many times we are being sinned against or ought has been done against us. It is evident that those to the forefront pushing for Jesus' mandate to be fulfilled had no idea that they were being probed by the enemy. Hence, Jesus asking his father to forgive them because they knew not what they had done. And this 
was God's will. Jesus in his sovereignty knew that he had to go through the process in order for us to be redeemed from the enemy. Those that chose to embrace Christ and his sacrifice have gained overwhelming victory through Christ because of his love for us. Romans 8, 31 to 35 tells us that what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? Since he had not spared even his son, but gave him up for us all. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Thank you. I want y'all to 
come from, we want to give you a little bit of history dictionary for you to say, okay, I learned something this evening. Okay, from Palm Sunday to Resurrection Sunday, Jesus the Christ was indeed busy. He was about his father's business. He endured many facets that were necessary for the prophecy to be fulfilled. According to the Gospels of Matthew, Luke, and John, my God, Jesus endured betrayal, arrest, desertion, false trials, denial, condemnation, beatings, and mockery. Jesus was required to even to carry his own cross to the place of the skull where he was crucified with two other prisoners. Now, in the New English translation, the two of the criminals, I'm starting from 32, the two of the criminals were led away to be executed with him. So when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals. One on his right and one on his left. One of the criminals who was hanging there railed at him saying, aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him and said, don't you fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation and we rightly so for we are getting what we deserve for what we did. But this man uh, has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Let me explain how I serve a God who understands and says today, not tomorrow, you will be with me in paradise. I love that I serve a God who's an action God, who's a God who specializes in making stuff Disciples 
and completely stand full tat tongue strong on the Lord's side. I'm just saying. Yeah. My God. Now, for there has been a separation of believers and unbelievers after the death. The righteous have always gone to paradise. The wicked have always gone to hell. For right now, both paradise and hell are the temporary holding places until the day when Jesus Christ comes back. Keep in mind, he's coming back, you know, get right. You know what I'm just saying? Don't wait till the last minute, but get right. You know, the word of God says the righteous scarcely may get in. I'm just dropping that in your spirit. But you don't understand, we ain't got time to play with God. And don't come to God when you feel like it's consistent. Oh, no, 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 let me be back, let me back up. Where it's convenient for you. Because God may not grant you the mercy. And then he may not be that patient. And I, I like to know, and I like to say, those who were raised up in this thing, those who were brought up in this thing, know better. To know better is to do what?
got all these people, but that don't mean I'm here. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the word, thank God, that I have is coming from John 19. Hallelujah. And it's 20, I'm sorry, 26, 27. Woman, behold thy son. When Jesus therefore saw his mother in the disciples who he loved standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his home. I want to say, he said, home, not house, home. Hey, it's a difference. It's a difference. Oh, God. Thank you. It's a difference. Hallelujah. We come from the book of John. Hallelujah. And just give you a little background, just a bit. I know only have seven minutes, so I'm going to try to do what I can do and get out the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's say. Okay. John wrote the book. Hallelujah. Uh, John was a, a believer in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We know that John bear witness. God, the, the key words in John is believe, bear witness in life. Hallelujah. And we know that John was the one that was leaning on Jesus' bosom. God loved John. Hallelujah. And that tells you our relationship, how close the relationship that John had. Because God turned around and Jesus turned around and told John in the scripture that we read that he ought to take his mother to his home. Hallelujah. And then we go on and it says, I apologize. Hallelujah. John ministry. Hallelujah was two, two separate ministry. The first chapter, two and twelve, gave insight into his public ministry, while chapter 13 and 21 gave a, a relationship into his disciple ministry, the discipleship of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, in the book of John, in John 14 and 16, hallelujah, described the Holy Spirit as a confidant. Hallelujah. And a helper to us. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to go on because it's getting hot and it's getting a little nervous. And I don't know why, but that lets you know. They told me the old school said when you get nervous and stuff, you know that it's not you, that it is God. So I'm going to just go ahead on. Hallelujah. Thank you. So he said, Jesus said, Jesus trust John so much that he told John to be whole, to come take care of my mother, take her to your house, hallelujah, your home, take her to your home, and then he turned around and said, John, John is the disciple, but God cared so much of John being a disciple that he turned around and said to him, I want you to be able to take her, I want you to be able to care for her, I can trust you to care for her, I can trust you to I can trust you to hold her up as she holds you up in prayer. I can trust you with this. My God, my God. Today, the, the question is, is we're in a place that God can trust us now. Are we in a place that God can trust us? 
the word that I speak, that they become spirit and they become life. Because that's what this whole world needs. Because we are all in this together. We've all been in this pandemic together. So what are you saying, God? God said, I want to look up on another level. To God be the glory. I praise God. I give him glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 
1841, they cried, but there was none to save them, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. John 9 and 31, now we know that God heareth not sinners, but only the, only the man who worship of God, when he doeth the will, he heareth. Amen. God knew everything. It was the sake of God when he cried and knew he was going to get no answer. He knew that salvation had salvation was relevant. Sin was prevalent in the land. But one thing about Jesus, he stayed there. He stayed on the cross. He knew his assignment because he knew it had salvation has to come for. Amen. You know, I don't know why I'm trying to like um, sit here and trying to forget everything. But one thing Jesus knew, he had to die for the sins yes. of he had to die. So why question what you predestined? Because it was already assigned. It was already signed, sealed, and delivered. It was already endorsed. But the thing about Jesus, he knew that by him going on the cross, even though he knew he was going to go through, he was going to be ostracized. He knew they was going to pierce him. He knew they was going to rent his garment. He knew that he was going to be between two thieves. He knew about the woman at the well, the woman of adultery. He knew it all in the name of Jesus. But yet, Jesus was faithful. He was trustworthy. By him suffering, because he knew he had to go through what he had to go through. That was the authentication of his assignment. He had to go through. Even though you know you don't set up here, you don't show miracles, you don't show anybody who you was, even though they plot to kill him. But yet he was faithful to his assignment. Now he knew the time was coming when he was on that cross. After he done did all he did. He cried to the Father because he needed help. He felt separated. But then again, he continued to hang on the cross. Even though you know when you feel lonely sometimes, what can you do when you got no one by your side? But the thing about Jesus, God never answered him. God never came to his rescue because he had sin on He came and took the sins of the world upon him. Why? So we can be free and then we can have the life that he came down here to show us to live in the name of Jesus. And sometimes we got to recognize when we have an assignment, there's other things that we have to put to the side. God never abandoned Jesus, but he put him to the side because of the sin that he took upon the world. And in order for us to get right with God, to get the promises of God, sometimes we got to Amen. I'm glad for the scripture here. But for the things that I was going through from the past last month, then I know once I get back into the house of the Lord, then I know I will be alright. Amen. Once I can just stay in the word and stay in the line with the word of God and gain back that relationship with God and stay connected on the cross, the only thing I had to do was abandon some things. Hallelujah. If I know my and if I know if I'm assigned to this and that, and if I know if I'm going to be effective in 
to stand in the will of God. And if I'm going to declare his name, and if I'm going to give his name praise, and if I'm going to worship his name, and if I'm going to glorify his name, if I'm going to lift his name up, then I got to abandon something.
O God, for this time, God, we thank you. O God, Lord, in remembrance of the sacrifice. O God, Lord, anoint me, O God. Lord, anoint my tongue, O God, Lord, to speak your truth, O God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, be in this place, O God. In the name of Jesus, move throughout us, O God, Lord, supersaturate this place with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I thirst. John 19, 28. Chapter 19, verse 28 reads, After this, Jesus, knowing all things, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. The topic that I would like to leave with you, if I could leave a theme or, or something for you to carry out of here, Tonight is to obey your thirst. Amen. That was a, 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 a slogan for Sprite. And that was uh, indicating um, that the default choice when you're thirsty amongst their competitors was to go with Sprite as opposed to Coke and Mountain Dew and, 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 and juice and everything else. It was to uh, uh, memorize or to tattoo in your mind. And they had different athletes, and they had different celebrities, amen, and it was comedic, and it was something that would be a memorable, a memorable to Sprite, to obey your thirst. What is it to thirst? I could ask everyone in this room, and I would probably get numerous answers. Webster's Dictionary defines thirst as a sensation of dryness in the mouth, and throat associated with the desire for liquids. Without water, the body cannot produce sweat. This can lead to a dangerous increase in the body and put pressure on fluid in the body, including the blood. If this leads to a drop in blood volume, less blood circulates in the body, causing a severe drop in blood pressure. Without water, the body is unable to function correctly and will begin to stop working. The body needs water to deliver oxygen throughout the body and helps to remove toxins from cells and excrete them through urine and breath. As toxins build up, it can result in various organ failure. A thirst, in today's understanding, can be an addiction of being internal or external. A thirst in the urban dictionary can mean one is overly excited or showing a great desire to indulge and or participate. So now we go to Jesus. What does it what does thirst mean to the word of God? What does thirst mean to the creator? How can the word of God who was quoted in the book of John, 7th chapter, verses 37 and 38 state, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of the belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus was also quoted in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 14, stating, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Yeah. 
Returning to the text now. Jesus is hanging on the cross dying. Hanging between two thieves. His physical body is broken and bloody, suffocating from lack of oxygen and water. But the water that he required was of a spiritual meaning. I was I, I was talking with my daughter this week. My daughter, I check in with her two, three times a week. She's away at college. And she called me and she was, uh, you know, she calls me and I kind of bring her down when she's panicking about school and class and I kind of get the 411 and everything. Boys, everything. I get, to, I get the 411 now, so. <laughs> I'm talking to my daughter and she's letting me know how school's going and she's calling me and she's, Daddy, Daddy, it's this chemistry class. And this chemistry class is just very overwhelming for her and I was assuring her that you got this and anything you need, I'm here to support you and I love you. And we started talking about chemistry. So I just remembered some things from when I was in school eons ago. And my daughter said, she said, Daddy, how do you still remember this stuff? And I said, I have no idea. I have no idea. So if I can, can I just be a nerd for a little bit? Can I be a nerd for about two minutes? I would like to discuss the periodic chart and the compound of water. Now, water consists of two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. In totality, it is three atoms combined to sustain, which creates life and sustains life. If we consider the three atoms as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, Jesus suffering the cross is equivalent of being separated from life. Isn't it funny how as we're discussing atoms, Jesus was considered the second atom. Jesus desired to return to what John stated in the chapter 1 and 1, which is in the beginning was the word of God. And the word of God was with God. And the, and the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him not was anything made. Jesus' desire was to be with the Father. Jesus' desire was to sit at the right hand of God. Jesus' thirst was to defeat death. But Jesus had to obey his thirst. Jesus had to be obedient unto Christ. Saints, I leave with you, obey your thirst. Father God, I pray, God, that you will send your anointing that will make preaching easy, Lord God, in the 
the mighty name of Jesus. Help me to decrease and allow your Holy Spirit to increase in me, Lord God. Allow your Holy Spirit, Lord God, to bring your word back to my remembrance. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I will forever give your name the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. So tonight, uh, the saying that I was given is, it is finished. And that is coming from John 19, verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Bless the word of God. So my title for this message is Believer's Assurance. It is finished. What is finished? Do you believe it's finished? That's my two questions that I'm asking you tonight. It is finished. After receiving the wine vinegar, Jesus declared, it is finished. A single word in the original language, the Greek word, teleo. The term was often used at the completion of a contract as when a debt was paid in full. Jesus had declared the very night before, I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. Yeah. It is finished, was far from being an expression of defeat. Uh -huh. It is finished is an affirmation of victory, triumph, and jubilee. Yeah. Jesus' redemptive work to save lost sinners were now fully accomplished. From the standpoint of the rest of the New Testament, what Christ did on the cross is a finished work. Yeah. We bless the name of the Lord for the finished work of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything can take away from it. Though unworthy of his grace, we can receive salvation through faith in Christ. It is finished. This was not a desperate cry of helpless, of a helpless mortal. It was not an expression of satisfaction that was a termination of his suffering has ended. It was not the last gasp of a worn out life. No, rather was it the declaration on the part of the divine redeemer that all that was needed to reveal the full character of God had now been accomplished. That all that was required by the Lord before sinners could be saved had now performed. That the price of redemption was now paid. It is finished. The great purpose of God in the history of man was now accomplished. At the marriage feast in Canaan where all was gladness and merriment makes a solemn re reference his hour has not yet come. We cannot contemplate too often that the Savior endure in order to secure our salvation. The better we are acquainted with his sufferings and the more frequent we meditate thereon the warmer will be our love and the deeper our gratitude. His appearance he had before Cephas, Pilate, Herod, and again before Pilate. 
is finished. The scourging and mocking by the brutal soldiers and journey, journey to Calvary, the fastening of his hands and feet to the cruel tree, the reviving of the priests, the crowd, and the two thieves crucified with him, the violent mob whom none took pity nor spoke a word of comfort, the cloud that hid from the Father's face which was turned from him as he bore our sin has been completed. On the last night before his death, in that wonderful high priestly prayer, we find him saying, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou givest to do. The mission which God has sent his son into the world was now accomplished. It was not actually completed till he breathed his last, which will be accomplished in the next word of expression. Father, into thy hands I command my spirit. It is finished, do you believe it? What is it? What is finished? His suffering has ended. Yes, yeah. That from which his holy soul shrank over it. The Lord has bruised him. Man and the devil had done their worst. The cup has been drained. The awful storm of God's wrath has spent itself. The darkness has ended. The sword of divine justice is sheeted. The wages of sin have been paid. The atonement was accomplished. For without the shedding of blood, there will be no remission of our sins. His blood was poured out on the cross for our sin. It is finished. The end of sin. There is therefore no condemnation which is in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 1. Satan's power was destroyed. This is the reason why the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. The prophecies of his sufferings are all fulfilled. There is no sorrow greater than the sorrow of our Savior. The anguish he endured was painful, physical, mental, and spiritual. He is saying to us today, in this world you will suffer many travel, uh, tribulations, but be of good cheer. For I am overcame the world, and so will you. It is finished. He bore the cross. The divine holiness has been fully satisfied with a cry of triumph, a loud cry, a cry which resonates throughout the entire universe. Savior explained, it is finished. The public shame and embarrassment, the suffering and agony has ended. Never again shall he experience pain. Never again shall he be in the hands of Satan. Never again shall the light of God continue be hidden from him. Blessed be the God of all that is finished. The head that was crowned with thorns is now crowned with glory. A royal diadem adored a mighty victor's brow. He conquered death and the grave. He rose on the third day. Now he's seated on the right hand of the Father. Who dwell above the joy? 
a living soul. Hallelujah. But due to our sin and our disobedience, we no longer merit God's glory. Hallelujah. When he created man, he said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. But as time went on, we began to sin in the earth. Hallelujah. We began to be disobedient to the word of God. But the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. For whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's through his life of obedience and sacrificial death, he restores the fullness of God's image. Hallelujah. Let me back that thing up. Hallelujah. So what God did was he took his word and he wrapped it in flesh. Hallelujah. Came down through 40 and two generations. Born of a virgin. Walked the earth, performed miracle after miracle. Healed the sick and raised the dead. He preached and he teached. They hung them high and they stretched them wide. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He ministered even on the cross. And he told the thief, today you shall be with me in paradise. He said, woman, behold thy son. Hallelujah. He said, my God, my God, hath thou forsaken me. He said, I thirst. Hallelujah. He said, it is finished. This is it right here. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my, my spirit. Hallelujah. Having said, thus he gave up the ghost. Now I want you to understand something, my brothers and sisters. We appreciate Harriet Tubman for the Underground Railroad. We appreciate Dr. King for every civil rights movement he made and taking a bullet for civil rights. We appreciate Jackie Robinson even on to date made 75 years he broke the color barrier. But the Bible declares, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. This is that part. Hallelujah. When he gave up the ghost, what he did was he took on the sin of, of our people. Hallelujah. When he gave up the ghost, he died so that we may have life. He flatlined so that we can live. Hallelujah. When he gave up the ghost, what he did was he was our oxygen. Hallelujah. That we may continue to breathe. Hallelujah. When he gave up the ghost, he healed us and he set us free. When he gave up the ghost, he set me free. He picked me up and he turned me around. He placed my feet on a higher ground. Now, old Christ, the solid rock, that's where I stand. All of the ground is sacred sand. The things I used to do, I don't do no more. It's all because of that part. It was that part when he healed me, when he saved me from a world of sin. It was that part when he gave me peace within. It was that part. Turn and look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know what the part was for you, but it was that part when you died. 
Praise the Lord. If you would like to be a blessing to our ministry, you can do so two ways. One, using the GiveLify app under Bethel Emmanuel Temple Church of God in Christ. Or you can go to Cash App using our name, dollar sign, Bethel154. Or you can even go on our website at www.betchurch.org. We pray that God will add a blessing to your giving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.